I'm Anya. And I'm Scarlet. Come inside the Flaming Yoni. And explore everything from the sacred to the salacious. Hello, loves. Welcome back to the Yoniverse. And we are here today to go over part two. This is the second part of our series on what we are calling the triple wounds, the sister wound, the mother wound, and the witch wound. And today we are going to be talking about the sister wound, which is very, very relevant because this episode will be coming out on Valentine's Day, which will be one day prior to the pre-sale launch of our intentional community, the Slut Sisters, that we are just so excited will be available to all of you wonderful friends listening. Um, But we will be discussing the sister wound today, how it shows up in our life and how we heal from it. And Anya, you had written something about the sister wound, and I know you have a few other things to share um, that I was just like, Ooh, you've got to read that. It's just beautiful what you wrote. Um, so tell us, let's, let's start there and let's, let's go from there. Yeah. So this particular piece of writing came about because we were talking about the sister wound and how it was showing up in our lives in some circumstances we were bearing witness to. This didn't necessarily have anything to do with us specifically, but somebody had come to me and asked me, you you talk about the sister wound. What is that? What are you talking about there? I want to understand it a little bit more. So I wrote this. I said, the sister wound. It's everything from jealousy and insecurity to gossip and competition for sperm and protection. When we lived in tribes, women counted on one another in a communal living sense, and that shit was not only necessary, it was unfathomable. We needed, relied on, and thrived in community, and sharing was caring and survival for the collective. We fed each other's babies and families, fucked each other's men, gathered together, bled together, birthed together, and died together. Once colonization occurred and was worsened by the Industrial Revolution, the system, otherwise known as patriarchy, was in place to pit us against one another. We needed the best men to lay claim to us to give us a roof over our head and a place to call our own. And status, position, children that could inherit the land and keep taking care of us after our husbands died, and hence survival of the fittest amongst women turning us all into mean girls when we're in our lowest reptilian brains. Mm. And that, to me, is how the sister wound shows up in the world today, in us, because at one point, first of all, let's just say, the femme ruled the world for a very long time before patriarchy came. And when that happened, we were in community and we did all the things together. We were alongside of one another and it just, it wouldn't have occurred to us really to have kind of the jealousies that we see, the insecurities, because everybody played a part that was crucial and important and was Mm. seen and witnessed. And we all just worked together, right? Yeah. We had these opportunities of gathering in red tents and having major life experiences together from our monthly bleeding to birthing children and again to dying together at times. And then we had a system come in where communal living 
wasn't the way we were going to be progressing as a society. And it wasn't deemed to be important anymore. And we started having to live in different hierarchies and everything started to just kind of fuck up (laughs) the sense of community that we'd had with each other. And we all started needing to vie for the strongest men and the biggest piece of land and however we were going to prosper in this world. And all of a sudden the women who had been our safe places, our safe havens, no longer felt that way. It started to feel like competition. Mm. And it is one of the saddest things, I think, when I think about sisterhood and women, I think about how that small way of looking at things from having been in sisterhood and a collective together to now having to be in competition with one another separated us and made us forget that we are each other's greatest allies and that in sisterhood we can accomplish so much more together than we can apart. I feel that like, as you were describing that, I like somatically felt in my body, this sense of like grief for this beautiful sisterhood that once was just the way that we went about life with other women. And, you know, for these systems of power to thrive, like, make no mistake, we had to be pitted against each other. We could not be in community and patriarchy ha- happen. Like, we we needed to be pit against each other um, because if this community, if this beautiful sisterhood that we once lived in was allowed to continue, you know, the system of passing wealth along, the system of, of keeping power in check, of creating these hierarchies would not have been able to work. And so this was something external. It wasn't the separation from each other and how it has played out over the generation was was not something that happened amongst women. It was something that was put in place to separate us. Um, So I I just feel like that's really important to hit on. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And so if it wasn't clear kind of already from what I had said and what Scarlett is, is, is echoing here, the sister wound really is just that pain and distrust that we experience as women when we relate to other women. And sometimes the way that's going to come up is it's going to look like jealousy or insecurity. It could look like cattiness and comparisons and fear. It's all about the way we are looking at other women and how they could be a threat to mm. us, to our safety, to our happiness, to our security, all of those things. Right. And as you just said, it was designed by patriarchal society to keep women small and fighting each other rather than fighting the larger system of inequality and oppression that was really happening all around, right? 100%. And we know that the way that this shows up in our lives can be in our friendships, can Mm -hmm. be in our workplaces. You know, I... I have a lot of experience with the sister wound and I have a few different stories that I would like to tell about how it came to bear in my life and how I understood that it was something I was really being called to look at. Um, I think the first time that I really understood the sister wound was when I was a new practicing attorney and I was at a law firm, a big firm, and 
I was pregnant and I was getting ready to have my child and a female partner came into my office and sat down and had a conversation with me about how the expectation of me as a mother when I came back to work she just wanted to give me the 411 like this was not a formal conversation that she had been asked to come have with me she was trying to do me a solid literally she thought she was doing me a favor and she came in and she shared with me that when I came back to work she wanted me to know um all the right things that I could have to like pump my breasts at work so that I could keep working hands-free, like so that like I could be pumping and expressing Mm -hmm. breast milk while I'm sitting at my computer and not skipping a beat so that I could kind of keep doing that. So there was no pumping room. It was not like a safe place for me to go and listen to music and have that. It's like, here, this is the bra you need. These are the things that you need so that you can kind of come back and be a really productive attorney. And also um, here's a here's a childcare system that I use when my children are sick and they can't go to daycare. I call these people and they come take care of my child when they're sick, mm-hmm. so that I can still come to work. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just really interesting to me that I was being approached like three months in advance, you know, for like what the expectation would be when I came back, and she was helping me, quote unquote, helping unquote, me see yeah. how I could continue to be a really productive woman, right, while I'm there. And I just, I remember leaving work that day feeling like, wow, nobody can step on another woman's neck the same way that that another woman in power can, right? Like she is keeping me in my place. (laughs) She Mm -hmm. is telling me how I'm supposed to show up and the way that I'm supposed to produce when I get back. And that was, that was really interesting. I just thought, wow, instead of like giving, you know, hand ups and like helping women along the way, it's like we're grappling on top of each other for like who can hit the glass ceiling first. Right. Mm, right. And that just, it just really struck me. Mm. And then I had what I think, you know, could be perceived from, from my perspective to be, probably my most painful sister wound that I'll ever have to recover from and, and live through. And I want to preface this by sharing that it is through working through this wound that I've learned so much about myself. And I actually have complete neutrality around this story now, which is why I can tell it because I'm so far removed from it that I have more of like the 10,000 view, 10,000 foot view. But as a new mom, well, no, I wasn't actually even a mother yet, right? Mm-hmm. So prior to this attorney coming into my office and telling me this, I had a pregnancy for nine months or 10 months, whatever you want to call it, 40 weeks. And that experience was one of the more traumatic experiences of my life because my marriage was falling apart while I was going through my pregnancy. I um, I had gone to my husband and let him know that I was pregnant. And he let me know that he was in love with somebody else. And that, that that relationship was a priority for him. And I was trying to figure out, you know, my world was spinning, it was falling apart. But what I did know is I needed somebody to be there for me, because my, my pregnancy felt very alone, and it felt very isolating 
because I no longer had this person who I thought would be, I'm sorry, babe. I'm really not liking the way that I'm talking about all of this. What's happening for you? My body is like. (sighs) What is your body doing? Tingling. Hmm. I'm not sharing it in a way that feels heartfelt. I'm sharing it in a way that feels like it's like a. I don't feel like I'm sharing it from my heart. I feel like I'm sharing it from my head. Okay. What's resonated for you so far? All of it. All of it. All of it. Like, it's incredible. It's so good. It's so necessary. I'm, like, riveted. You are talking about things that so many women experience, and none of that, them have the voice to bring to it. It is so powerful. You are coming off as a woman who is ready to take her own story. Yeah. And understand that this is not a reflection of any weakness, but that this is, you know, something that has made you into the woman you are today. And as unfortunate as that was, like, I think, I think that you were doing beautifully. Okay. All right. I think I can figure out how I want to go back. As I went through that pregnancy, I felt lost. I felt alone. I felt so deeply saddened. And I had this friend at the time. We had a very tight-knit group of friends. And there was this one particular woman who had a child already. She had just given birth to her child. And she kind of took me under her wing. She could see. She didn't know what was going on in my marriage. But she could see that I was kind of alone. She could see that I didn't have a lot of support from my t- my husband at the time. And so she showed up for me. She took me shopping for maternity clothes. She took me shopping for my baby registry. She helped me feel like I had a sister in this journey toward parenthood that I was so looking forward to, but inside I was just dying because nobody around me knew that I was experiencing the betrayal that I had experienced with my husband and that this pregnancy was not a happy one. Mm-hmm. And as I marched toward, you know, kind of giving birth, she and her husband and me and my husband, we just kept getting closer and closer. We were spending lots and lots of time together. And as my son was born, you know, our friendship just kept growing deeper. We would share babysitters. We'd go out. We'd do things together as couples. And it was in those moments that I, you know, felt a sense of belonging and it felt like I had a place to be. But I also still was experiencing this pretty big chasm in my marriage because we were trying to figure things out and work things out. But it was just, it was just really difficult. So I remember one day that I was sitting with her And I decided to open up and share with her what was going on in my marriage. I shared that um, my husband had been cheating on me and that our relationship was just really broken. And I remember that day when she was receiving that information, the reaction and response that I got back wasn't one of 
deep support, it was a little bit confused and it was a little bit awkward. And I remember her needing to go shortly thereafter. And it was that day that there was like a dis-ease in my body set in and I started to feel unsafe. And looking back now, I recognize that the reason I shared that with her is because I had already started to see signs where I felt that she was connecting in with my husband in a way that I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I think I was looking for an ally, but I also feel like I knew that perhaps she wasn't a safe person for me. And I wanted to let her know what had happened. And I, I think that my subconscious just knew so much more than I did. And as it turns out, by the time my son was two, two and a half, it became confirmed for me that she and my husband had been in a relationship together since shortly after my son was born. And as I went through the myriad emotions of my marriage ending, because it was at that point that my marriage ended, I really started searching myself and trying to figure out what it was (laughs) that allowed me to confide in and try to befriend the one person who, as it turns out, wasn't safe for me at the time. What was it that made me want to draw her closer, right? And I'm reminded of this conversation that I know Brene Brown talks about, obviously, vulnerability a lot. It's one of her hallmark kind of conversations that she's having. But she also talks about how showing up vulnerably with somebody who hasn't earned the safe place to receive your vulnerability really that's a wounded part of you that's showing up to try and manipulate the relationship or have something with them that will kind of bring them to your side, Mm -hmm. but it's not coming from a place of the heart. Mm -hmm. And as I examined that with my therapist at the time, she really helped me to see what I would eventually come to know as the sister wound. And what I was trying to do was bring somebody close because she felt unsafe to me, yet I wanted the safety so deeply and I was trying to manipulate it in a way that I didn't, I could not ever have really been aware of. Yeah. And I tell this story not to, you know, villainize another person because as I look back on my marriage as it fell apart and all of that, I see all the things that I wasn't doing you know, in service to the relationship with my first husband, I see how we were probably so young when we got married that we had no business really Mm. being married. And I can see also that their connection is one that probably is better suited for one another. And it's all of that has been worked through, but it has stayed with me in a way that the sister wound has continued to show up in my life, even to this day. And you and I talk a lot about the lifestyle that we walk through and the sisterhood that we're wanting to create together. But the reality is you can't get to that place of sisterhood without understanding your own deep wounds, your own deep insecurities as you're bringing them to the table. 
And so I say all of this to kind of offer it up as mm. as a plate for us to look at as we talk about the sister wound and we try to kind of figure out ways to make sure that we're recognizing it in one another and spotting it. And then how do we take it and heal from it? I think I'm still in a process of healing my own sister wounds because as I mentioned, I've had opportunities to look at it in relationship to men that I consider lovers and other people that are in their lives and how that all shows up. But it's it's something that's so complicated. Even as I'm talking about it here, my body feels nervous. Mm. I feel a little bit scared that I'm going to say the wrong thing, that mm. other women will hear this and feel like, yes, on one hand, I can identify, but then on this other hand, this is a woman who's wanting to create sisterhood. Look at look at her as she's going through her own struggles with it. And that's how we keep ourselves small, right? Because who greater than you to be the person to bring sisterhood into this world than having lived with such a deep and incredibly painful wound. I am so in awe of you, which you said the same about me, but like your willingness to be able to walk through that very painful part of your life. And the sister wound is all about alienation. And it is all about, again, the need to survive somehow in the system and the way that we connect as women um, from this place of woundedness, we try to appeal to each other's humanity in hopes that that will bring about a bond of that's safe, like you were talking about, you know, unsafe containers for vulnerability. And there are so few safe containers for us as women with each other. That's just the bottom line. There are so few. We are pitted against each other. We are, you know, put in a place where we're seeing each other as competition, as, you know, I want what she has, or she has something that I don't have, or, you know, she succeeded and I'm not. Why is that? That, you know, in even in, in our very homes and in our very relationships, we begin to get the feeling that we're not safe and that there is no one who can truly be there for us. Um, it is terribly isolating to live with a sister wound. I certainly have um, experience of my own with sister wound with women who I should have been close with, who, you know, I may have been close with, who cut ties with me for seemingly no reason or for a reason I didn't understand and then attacked me. We attack mm -hmm. each other from a, the sister wound. We harm each other. Mm -hmm. The sister wound, I think, is the wound that is most active in harm and the way that we weaponize our experience as women. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, as I think on my own life, I know that for me, one of the reasons the sister wound is not as glaring for me as my mother wound is because I have grew up with a sister mm -hmm. whom I bonded to because we were both experiencing the same mother wound. 
Um, and my sister still to this day is my, my, the closest human being in my life to me and probably will be. Um, and I'm so grateful for that relationship, but how it plays out with us as women, this is what keeps us from embodying our true power Hmm. when we come together. And I'm just so grateful that you shared that incredibly powerful instance of experiencing this sister wound because the question is like what do we think that wounding one another is going to get us what do we really think all it's going to do is prop up all of these systems of power that have kept us down our entire lives it why why do we want you know men who can't provide us safety and stability why do we why do we believe that we have to be in those relationships or why do we believe that vying and 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 you know taking what somebody else has either in their marriage or in their job or in their income or whatever is going to bring us further fulfillment in life when in fact it's just going to alienate and separate us further that is the real toll of the sister wound i couldn't agree more and it's and it's the goal that yeah. <laughs> was put in place to keep us separate, right? And I think about this idea of rather than feeling in competition with one another, this idea of feeling inspired by one another. In collaboration. In collaboration yeah. with and how much we can accomplish together. You know, I'm reminded, I, I, I mentioned this just a little bit ago, but I'm reminded of my own experience as I have walked through, you know, the, the, the halls that you and I walk through together. And I think about the fact that you and I don't seem to trigger this in each other. We, by and large, don't really seem to come to the table with a lot of wounding Mm -mm. from or toward one another. But I can't say that that's always true. I, I can't say that there aren't times that I haven't experienced a little bit of jealousy or competition that is totally made up and completely (laughs) in our own heads when it comes to how we navigate our relationships with lovers and partners and things like that. And how, when I'm able to truly open up my heart much bigger and much more greatly and understand that Anybody that I'm feeling that about is a sister. And when I can look at them through the lens of sisterhood as opposed to competitiveness or that they are going to get something that I want or that I need or that I whatever think is mine, it's all such a made up construct anyway, first of all. Like nobody belongs to anybody anybody. else. Mm -hmm. None of these things are real that they're is enough of every person in this world <laughs> to go around if we want to be in connection with one another. And whenever I've been able to really examine what's going on for me and understand that it's really just something inside myself, it's got nothing to do with another person. And what I really need to be doing is loving on myself in those moments and mm-hmm. showing myself a lot of love and compassion when I'm able to do that, it's really interesting how whatever I was perceiving before to be an insecurity or a competitiveness, it just kind of dissipates yeah. into the ether. 
because it was fake, first of all. And second of all, because the bond that I'm capable of having with that person that I'm feeling that about is so much greater than that small feeling. And that it's exactly the point is to create a better and stronger bond of sisterhood than one that is separating us and pitting us against one another. Yeah. There you have it right there, right? It's when when we really try and and it's so hard sometimes. It really is so hard to see. Like I I'm at the point now that like when there is another woman in my life who you know, I feel feelings of insecurity or jealousy or or I, 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 maybe I don't even like get the, what she's doing and it triggers feelings in me. I literally feel like, okay, I'm called into sisterhood with this woman. Like (laughs) there is something about this woman that is calling me in to Mm -hmm. love on her and to be her sister because, you know, this is a reflection of what's happening in here and my own feelings of, you know, unworthiness or, uh, you know, uh, whatever it is within me that is I'm projecting onto this person totally. who is just living their life. And yeah, we can actively harm each other as women, yeah. but the sister wound shows up a lot when that person's just living their life. Right. And because we have this deeply seated belief that we are in competition, vying for resources, vying for men, vying for income, vying to survive for our children, you know, that it's, it's so deep seated that we, these thoughts come up and it's almost like, whoa, how could I possibly, wait a second, she's living her life. This has nothing to do with me. Totally. And so like, this is exactly what we want to heal and seek to heal with Slut Sisters, our community, because our sexuality specifically has been this like sexuality shows up more in the sister wound, I think, than any other than wound. anywhere. Uh, because it our sexuality has been commoditized and confined by the st- systems of power we live in, and our sexuality is what we use to broker, you know, covering and security. And therefore, if there is a younger woman or a woman I deem more attractive that my husband or my lover has an eye for, that is now a threat to my security. Right. And that is how this comes up. And it is through us coming together and bonding around our sexuality. There is a reason this is Slut Sisters. Mm -hmm. That is the medicine to heal this. Yeah. For us to see each other in our full embodied sexuality and say, you're on, you aren't a threat to me, sister. Let's, yeah. let's, <laughs> let's fuck together. Let's, you right. know, talk together about our sexuality. Let's right. step into this and know that I see you and I love you and you are valid and you are not a threat to me and you can't compete me because I want you to win. Right. Damn it. Like, right. that's it. That's it right there. That's how we heal this. Mm-hmm. And it may seem like that's why it needs to be the slight sisterhood. It can't, yeah. it can't just be sisterhood without the inclusion of our experience as sexual beings. 150%. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. And I am so excited for the work that we get to do together within it. 
and the continued healing that I know I will continue to experience because the only reason that the sister wound has continued to show up for me is because I had that, you know, that growth opportunity of insecurity pinging at me and thinking that that's what broke my marriage apart. The reality was the marriage was broken before it even started, right? Mm, yeah. And I can look at that now, but I can also understand that when that when those deep insecurities come up, like you said, it is an opportunity to go deeper and to go yeah. further. And I can already say that a couple of experiences that I've had with that, when I've taken the opportunity to really examine and understand that that's about me and not mm. about anybody else, I found such deep connection already with those people and understand that that sisterhood is so purposeful and so meaningful. Yeah. And so it would have been a story of shame on me had I not been able to kind of see that and to turn that around and dig into it from a place that is much more inspiring and much more building and connecting rather than separating. And yeah, everything you just said, that's exactly what we want to do in the sisterhood. We want to lift one another up. We want to continue to give hand ups and we want to continue to help lay the groundwork together for one another for future generations and to keep watching each other succeed over and over yes. and over again because yes. everybody can win. There is no losing necessary here. Absolutely. Oh, I've got chills again. Yeah, that's that is that is the stuff right there. And I just want to note, like you mentioned, like we have asked each other, like, why why doesn't the sister wound show up so frequently in our um relationship? Yeah. And I believe it is because we started our friendship as women who were willing to be vulnerable in a safe container, honest in a safe container, like match each other with that now that's not to say that your you and i's connection isn't complex right and didn't come out of a little bit of trauma bonding because <laughs> i think you and i can both admit it definitely did yeah however like meeting you and coming into connection with you felt natural to me it always felt safe yeah. it always felt meaningful i never ever had any kind of insecurity pop up about my connection with you and it really feels like that like what having a sister is really like and that's what we want other women to experience like you're my girl I got yeah. you that's my bitch right there like right no, no matter what happens I've got you and you've got me and we are going to get through this sometimes yeah. one minute at a time sometimes one day at a time we are going to get through this. Yeah, We've yeah. got each other. Um, and that is the beauty of healing the sister wound for yourself. You know, you may be listening and think, especially at this point in the series, wow, <laughs> this is a lot. And it is a lot. This is deep, deep, deep work that we're doing. And I just want to like give you the permission to like take a breath and do a little bit of self-reflection and realize none of this gets healed in a in a day. Yeah. Most of this doesn't get healed in a lifetime. This is <laughs> intergenerational we're talking about. Um, but especially examining your relationships with women. And, and what is it that you, 
you know, want to embody in that and bring that into sisterhood with us. This is literally what we are containing an opportunity for you to do this work in a safe place with women who care about you that literally have no other desire, but to walk this path with you. Yeah, that's it. And so we hope that you will join us if you have heard this. And if you want to do some work healing your sister wound, we are going to be making a lot of offerings surrounding this and doing a lot of work together in sisterhood, in the slut sisterhood. It's probably one of our biggest purposes. So please join us and we will meet you. We will meet you right there. Mm. Yes, we will. That was beautiful. Thanks, babe. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm so glad that you are my sister. I am infinitely grateful to be in sisterhood with you. Mm. And we can't wait to be with you all again next week to close out the series on the triple wounds, talking about the witch wound. Well, loves, as you might have heard in there, there was a bit of an interchange between Scarlett and I as I started to what I think was literally shut down while I was telling that story. And I think it just goes to illustrate that these wounds and this trauma that we all store in our bodies from experiences that we've had before, it doesn't just disappear no matter how much you've processed it. And we intended to cut all of that out, but when we were going back and editing this episode, we felt that it really added an element to this that really helps you see what the impact these wounds have in our lives. That story I was telling was my real life, and it happened more than 10 years ago. And still, it has the ability to shut me down and make me feel like I I'm not worthy or I'm not doing a good job. And I really wanted the importance of that story, that happening, that occurrence in my life to come through authentically and land with all of you. So there you have it. Some vulnerability straight from me to you all. And also the ability to see a beautiful way that sisters can show up for one another, the way that Scarlett was able to hold space for me in that and show up for me and talk me through getting back on track. So however these things show up in your life, understand that the importance of having people that you can reach out to, that you can rely on and lean into, and who can hold space for you is incredibly important. And you're worthy of that and you deserve it. So, back to regularly scheduled programming. Thank you for listening to the episode, and we hope you have a beautiful week, and we'll see you back here next week. Thanks for spending some time in the Yoniverse with us. We adore our listeners, and we'd love to connect more deeply with you. Find us on our website, theflamingyoni.com, and our socials are in the show notes. Before you leave the universe, be sure to give us a five-star rating and don't forget the review. Your feedback means the world to us. We can't wait to light your world on fire next week. And in the meantime, stay sacred. 
and stay salacious.